It's time to take a deep dive into the rabbit hole with Phase the Fox, Galvanic Six, Rustic, Shredfire, Neuracool, and Mr. Marco. This is the Rabbit Hole Podcast. So, VR Toolkit, Advanced Settings. I'm gonna go ahead and just start recording. That way, you know, that way all I gotta do is just, whenever we're all ready, we can just go. And we get bloopers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pause the trip. You okay. fuck off with that. <laughs> Why? I have bad memories. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> and by bad memory, you mean another point to Marco. You deserve it, bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> another point to Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> so that. So oh my god, Ed, you got that on recording as well. I did get that on record, <laughs> yo. <laughs> oh Rest man. Why do you like Shred? S and P's Nero. Rest in, rest in spaghetti, never forget you on Nero and Shred. <laughs> Nero got high, Nero got high as fuck and also drunk, so he's gone. Yeah, he's and gone. And Shreddy's, Shreddy has he's something gone. to do. Shred, Shred's got to wake up in an hour or so. How Oh boy, am I hungry. I do like Avatar. We just ate two of them, I mean... Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're gone right now. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, no, seriously, though. It, like, sometimes when you look back at history, it's all nothing but screaming. <laughs> like, I have been reading and reading and reading and reading. It was, like, so deep into <clears throat> stories, like, like for example, in, in the Indifferent Stars Above, uh, which tells the entire story. Really good book of the... Um, <laughs> of the Donner Party and their whole thing, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, it's all nothing but screaming. <laughs> I want to call it dinner party. <laughs> I really you, do. A dinner Donner Party. It was the dinner party. The dinner party. No longer the Donner Party. It's called the dinner party. Oh, my fucking hip track is off a little bit. Okay. But it's also one of the That's most uh, heroic tales. Uh, um. Harrowing tales in American history, oh. even though there's a, there's a lot of harrowing tales in, in American history, but this one kind of takes the cake and the meat. And the meat. <laughs> ah. Meaty. <laughs> so, you know... Now I want meat now. So, yes. Welcome to the Rabbit Hole Podcast, ladies oh. and gentlemen. All right, <laughs> fucking flew. As he flies... <laughs> Welcome to the Rabbit Hole Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are two down. We are not, uh, we are kind of, yeah, we're two down. We already ate them. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that's the story. Goodbye. Uh, but, um, I hope no one's hungry. <laughs> if so, gal, get the barbecue sauce. Got it. <laughs> this is the daughter party, part two. Ah, my hand. Much like other people, they're about to lose their hands. Um, <laughs> when we last left the Donner Party, they just got stranded at what's known the tru- as the Truckee Lake while they were on their way to California. Uh, on the day of November 3rd, 1846, the advance team was met by a snowstorm, 
while they were trying to cross the mountain of what came to be known as Donner Pass. They had camped out for the night, but when they awoke the next morning, they were all buried in snow. Yeah, dude, like, imagine this. This one, this one guy just fucking wakes up and starts screaming, ah, because he thinks he, everyone had left them because he was all alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been a hot, uh, the mm-hmm. entire story. The last time you got to think about barely a heart erect men. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously though, these guys were like hardy pioneers. That after, like after the trials that they went through so far, I'm not surprised they woke up screaming. Because, you know, tasty, tasty, tasty. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Uh, the team yum, decided yum, that, it, that it was, <laughs> oh god, that it was best to head back down, and the snowstorm yeah. that started a day before extended itself for another f- eight days. For a further eight days. <whistles> yeah, you still had a little bit of a line left. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm blind as shit. <laughs> now, before we get into the details of cannibalism, <laughs> nom 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 nom. <laughs> I'll nom you, bitch. (laughs) It's important to note just how bad the winter of 1846 to 47 really was as far as the hardships that the Donner Party experienced. What really didn't help with this experience was the fact that they were caught in one of the coldest winters ever recorded in history. Not only in just the Syria Nevadas, but for the entire Northern Hemisphere. I mean, look at this. I mean, look at it like this. This is a winter that started the Great Irish Potato Famine, which killed over a million people. Poggers. I wasn't supposed Wait, to say that, 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 right? I mean, all they have is potatoes, yes. Poggies. <laughs> Poggies. Yay, genocide. I mean, just whatever from the, uh, just, I mean, just be from one of these guys' perspective. After all they went through, and they, they just have to sit there and go, oh, really? Snowstorm. And then they just have to start laughing. <laughs> because after with, <laughs> what they went through last yeah, episode, because they know they're just, they're just fucked. Because they just... Have to... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cold enough. It's pre-freezing uh, the meat. Um, but as far <laughs> as the snow, they endured about 10 blizzards in the five months that they were just on the outside of or in the middle of the area. You know how to... Walking or living in snowfall that went up to about 20 feet deep in some places. Because I didn't listen to anyone, right? Wait, well, we need Nero because he's Canadian. He experiences this on a regular. <laughs> You're not wrong. But that was on the f- fate uh, that was the guy that was banished on the last episode for killing that guy. Uh-oh. The guy that Rustic wanted to chop the legs off of. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, James Reed. He was in the middle of a Spanish-American war just so he could get some land in California because, remember, his family was still up in the fucking mountains and he made it across before any of the storms happened and was like, okay, I got to do something to get a life started for my family arrives. Well, parts of them. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think all of Reed's family did survive. Really? For some mm-hmm. reason, I thought, oh, huh. 
Lucky son of a bitch. Um, ba- back on Truckee Lake, the fight for shelter began. The Breens, which was the largest family, got somewhat lucky in the regard because they found an abandoned cabin. Others had to build their own cabins. The Fosters, Eddie and Pike, family squeezed 16 people into their shelter that was built along the base of a rock. Yeah. And things went wrong right from the get-go. For the Donners, when one of their wagons tipped over, George, uh, and when George Donner was trying to repair it, he cut his hand, which got infected, and he had to suffer with a disgusting, useless, gangrenous limb for the entirety of the trip up there. Mm. So you best not use that for masturbation. What the fuck? (laughs) You know, like how when you put your hand under your butt and you make it go numb and then you play with... No. Never mind. (laughs) Wait, wait, hold up, Mako. You went too far to detail. Did you do that shit? Hell no! No, buddy. Like, like no. he he can feel all of it. No. He can feel all of this, you know. <laughs> like, uh, but he chose to go on. He also refused help from his family. Like, for example, <laughs> just getting firewood. With, like, just getting firewood. His kids would offer help, but he wouldn't accept it because he was the man. Ah, the so he's myth. a fucking Let dumbass. Me. Yeah. Ah, yes. Masculinity is kind of the reason why the majority of the Donner Party party that died were Ledudes. Now, it wasn't just George Donner and his family, but all they also had George's brother, Jacob Donner, and his family. But what did they say about Jacob? Uh, that he was kind of frail. He was a person like me, or like Shred! Shred, he goes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh shit! I just. Oh, sorry, oh yeah. Like he was. A, he was a reader, kind of. Kind of when they. I mean, he was. He was a reader. Okay, he was one of them people that kind of looked at the beds and was like, oh, "It's is this what we're sleeping on? It's just a bunch of pine needles. It's the softest oh, so thing for miles." Karen. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna need at least a foam top for this." Ah, a great Karen. <laughs> Wait, well, what's like? What's the male name of a Karen? A Kyle. Karen. <laughs> a, no, not a Kyle. A Kyle's who punches walls. Like on weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a cut? Wait, a cut? I don't get it. What? What? Okay, what would you say the, the male equivalent of Karen would be for a name? A Keenan. A Keenan? As far as I know, like five Keenans, so that that I find that com. I found that comedic. <laughs> Oh, do they act like Karen? No. <laughs> and I don't think they're smart enough to act like Karen. Anyway, um, they tried to build a cabin, <laughs> Yo, but the snow fell so hard and so fast that they had to abandon the construction. They set up what they thought would be three. Should I should I read it exactly? Tempore. Just... Tempore. T- shut up. <laughs> Temporary. I was I was typing fast and I didn't care. So okay, just leave me alone. But they would stay in these tents the entire time that they were there. I mean, could you just feel the cold? I can just feel the frostbite. My nuts have shrank. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Welcome to cold. (laughs) I wrote this script in literally the last hour and a half. So leave me alone. 
<laughs> oh, anytime you misspell anything, I'm going to bring it up. I hope you understand. Read it verbatim. Do not read it verbatim. Read every yeah, single read word it. exactly I'm how you I'm read it. I'm going to read how it is. Fuck all of you, okay? I at least, I am trying. <laughs> I am trying, okay? <laughs> Don't worry, Mako. I won't be able to see your mistakes. Good. <laughs> I'll just hear them. Now, some people had it worse than the Donners. For example, the single men that were just hired... Were just hired help for the party. For example, the single men that were just hired help for the party... They would help fashion up the buildings, and they had to just sleep outside on the ground. Yeah, they were like, thanks wow, for building this you. for me. Now go home. Bye. Go home where? I mean, I mean, why the fuck couldn't they stay in there, in there with them? <laughs> because they decided there wasn't enough room because of the children. I mean, you you got to think out of all the people that were on the trip, over half of them were children, which is terrifying. Um, cannibalistic children. Yeah, we can lose a few of them. Um, this was back before boomers, but they were still booming. Oh yeah, like families had like six to seven to eight kids. But uh, but you know most of them are you know they're pretty easy to kill with a stick and a rock. That means you. I why are you killing me? (laughs) We're killing you today. (laughs) Killing. What did I do? Because you're a child. Why have you done this? I need room. I need warmth. I need shelter. You're tallest. You'll you'll make a good blanket. <laughs> your skin, your skin yeah, will make good blanket. Getting me, boy. Faze is taller and bigger than me. He would his skin would make a better a better blanket. Oh, I gray blanket. <laughs> Probably better alive, but I mean, who knows? Uh, well, not only no, were living people people living in these terrible structures, but food was scarce. From the very beginning. Who would they guessed in this know that there scarce? is no food? Oh my scarce. god. Scarce. Scarce, scarce, whatever. Blah. Since most of the oxen and cattle were either run off, shot, or just straight up died, there was only a few left for the duration or the. Or the shut up. Shut up. I, I, shut up. Shut up. Stop it. <laughs> Stop that. Just read it. I am. The duration of the winter. <laughs> I, I re- I, I as I'm reading over this, I see all my own mistakes, okay? I was just typing fast. I didn't care. Just go. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We love you. Don't worry, Marco. Bah! We, lo- we love it. Don't worry. At least I'm trying to do something for the podcast. God damn it. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm yeah, building the fucking you. world. You can't say shit about me. I know. <laughs> We're eating you. Why are you eating? And, but, and the livestock that they did know. have were also starving, <laughs> which meant that you couldn't really get any nutritional value from them. Much like you guys, because you're skinny. Um. <laughs> yep. So even after they butchered everything, the meat they did have was gonna run out in just a few weeks. You gonna share I'm with not that? Share with <laughs> you? Why? Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm not fucking sharing. I'm not fucking sharing. What's all of you? Who joined? Hello, father. What? Hello, father. Well, like, like, what the? Who? Go to. Wait, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Constant vigilance. Nuri, get out of here. We're recording. 
Be gone! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Thought has been gone. You, you thought that, that was your, your father. Hello, here. my children. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my dad. How to know Rusty's getting used to Shreddy talking in his uh, stream voice? <laughs> 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 oh. Now, here's the thing. Should I keep that in the recording? Yes, yes, yes you yes. should. Yes. yes, at this point, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, um. Sorry, nerdy. Love you, nerdy. Now, as the kids. I don't know who the fuck started, you are. They're Barbie. <laughs> Um, but now as the camp started to dwindle a man by the name Franklin Graves, hey, Graves, uh, anyway, uh, took charge and began leading escape missions. This one probably has the cigar. The first and second <laughs> one fall, uh, failed to even get over the pass. And as the weeks went by, there was no reliefy from the weather. God damn it, will you fucking stop? <laughs> I didn't realize how These bad. These are great comedy bits, bro. Oh. <laughs> I'm never writing a script ever again. Fuck all you. <laughs> I need Grammarly. We love you. We love you, Headfest. See, but they're great comedy spots. No, they're not. Hey, Frank, one hey, could Marco. say, hey, Marco, they're great comedy reliefy. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Franklin Graves is an all-time badass in this story. He was like, I have had enough of this! So he gathered uh, gathered a team of people, like 16 or 17 of them, and made snowshoes <laughs> just so they could start walking. Damn. He Old is a badass. Don't <laughs> <laughs> He's what we call a hand. So it's just, gonna keep, it's just gonna keep getting worse from here, isn't it, Face? Yeah. <laughs> that, yep, basically. They don't set up like a state park or something? I mean, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to keep getting worse from here until we reach the end. Like, I mean, before Graves and his team started up the mountain, he they had already had, like, two deaths, and they had to, like, bury these guys in six foot deep in snow because they couldn't even reach the ground to bury them in the ground. The snow was just that deep. <laughs> it's the natural freezer. Um... <laughs> I mean, you mentioned you mentioned like a state park or something like that. Could you imagine how boring literally sitting in twenty feet of snow is? I mean, as yeah. I squeak, that's as you squeak, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Now the team that would start to take on the mountain would be known to history as. The forlorn, forlorn, wow, forlorn, forlorn, hope. Not a good sign? No, not a good sign at all. I mean, anything that says screams the forlorn hope. Does that sound like a good team name? <laughs> Hell no. Well, Hell I guess no. One, one, one could say that uh, their your name. future you looks just, pretty grave. I want to say one thing on, bum, one bum. Thing on it. Why is it only white people? Why do you have yourself muted? Your your mouse not muted. Oh, because because it, 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 it's gonna. Happen. We know no, about history have, yet. I have your voices down. I have voices down. Gal, at this time, no, I no, have no. a feeling that My would be very poorly for the others. Connection where it goes through the thing. Oh, nah, you're fine. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's a Rift S, and so you, it basically has a uh, secondary. Yeah, headset. it's a secondary headset to. Yeah, you know, you know. So yeah. like, uh, like I read ahead a little bit. 
<laughs> I mean, Franklin Grace fashioned like 14 pairs of snowshoes out of uh, oxbows and hides. Yeah. And on December 16th, a party of 17 men, women, and children set out on foot in the attack to cross the mountain pass. And children went on to make snowshoes for the rest of history. Nike, be great. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh I mean, as evidence of how wow. grim their choices were, four of the men were fathers. Three of the men, uh, three of the women who were mothers, gave their young children to other women, and they all packed lightly, taking what had become six days of rations, a rifle, a blanket each, a hatchet, and some pistols, hoping to make their way to Bear Valley. That's not very light, but okay. Yeah, and to know how important Franklin's snowshoes were, two people turned back early, which brought the party down to 15 little beans left. <laughs> the snowshoes like proved to be awkward but effective in the uh, Adorius climb. I mean, could you imagine just sinking down your foot and then bringing it back up? Steeping down the necks and doing this on like put that. I mean, I mean, some of you guys might be thinking, "Oh, I've I've walked in snow before. Oh, I could do this." Okay, imagine it's twenty foot of snow, um, and now put that on a mountain in the, in the middle of one of the <laughs> coldest winters. I can't walk through one feet of snow. I sink down through the floor to begin with, let alone with snow. I mean, how big would my snowshoes need to be? <laughs> exactly. I mean, and these guys, and put it to where you ha you haven't had a decent meal in months. So these guys were well, like neither well nourished nor accustomed to camping in in the in the cold. And by the third day, they were going snow blind. I have no fucking yeah. clue what that is. Well, snow blindness happens when UV light bounces off. The snow and damages your retina. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. calling him retina now. Shut Not up. Not retina. Retina. Shut up. You spelled I mean, it right. I'm still just calling it retina. Fuck you. Because <laughs> as soon as you look at the snow, it's just like... But I anyway. mean, could you imagine they were just walking along, and then all of a sudden, they're going fucking blind. <laughs> oh, good. Right. One could say they're blinded by the light. Anyway, um, Charles yeah, Stanton... <laughs> Stanton... Wow, I can't Shut read them. Charles Stanton was one of the guys that went over three I, times I like and brought back the Mawat guys, Louis or I'm Louis and Salva Louise. Salvador. It's Louis and Salvador. That is how Shit. they. That's how they spelled their name. I got that directly out of the book. Fuck you. It's the it's <laughs> Louis was, and Salvador. Is, I was just what seeing the if the that's how you? they pronounced it because most of them were from England. Okay, these anyway, these Louis are Miwok guys. These are Indians. Oh, you're right. Wait, did you Why say they were then? Anyway, Louis <laughs> and Salvador, however, Stanton had one thing that was against him. He was only five foot five. <laughs> so he was still short. He, walk he, he was he, 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 he was so short that he was closer to the <laughs> ground, which made him more easily to get snow blindness. <laughs> Yo, why can I not see? Oh, right, the snow. Yep, they kept on walking, oh, and right. Charles I'm was sure starting to straggle behind, catching up with the group when they set up for camp. However, one day, they all got up to start walking again. Charles just sat down with his pipe and said, I'll catch up later. That was the last time Charles would be seen alive. His body f was found six months later in a hollow stump. 
that he tried to use for shelter. <laughs> he was so short that he could fit into a hollow stump. That's the Yikers. Um, <laughs> the group became... I, I forget everybody's heights. I know you're six foot two. I'm five foot nine. Like... This is triggering me because okay. I'm short. You're not your average height. You're average. Everyone calls themselves short, but they're literally the normal height. <laughs> I mean, I have an average penis size, but then, um, no, you don't. Know that. <laughs> we all. I mean, I would talk about this, but we would need a long time to talk about. It. Anyway, no, <laughs> no. No. Oh God. No. 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 <laughs> but um, the group became lost and confused after two more days without food. An Irishman known as Patrick Dolan had a suggestion. I have a wee bit of an idea. They would draw lots to see who would die in order to save the others. What was somewhat a cruel fate, Dolan. Pick the shortest straw. <laughs> Isn't this a bit hysterical? It's like rain on your wedding day. <laughs> but they all soon realized that none of them had it in them for pure murder. Yet. Fuck oh it. I'll do it myself. <laughs> Rusty's over here like, you're innocent? I'm still chopping your legs off, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if I need to. If I need to kill somebody to live, I would fucking do it. Oh, all right. So you, so you would have been out there, just constantly killing people, even though you look like a walking chicken leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can, now I'm looking at this avatar and I'm just going, "You're a chicken leg." <laughs> <laughs> You're now a chicken leg. But. The tragedy, the tragedy just kept coming. I fucking hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Just keep reading. Just keep you. fucking reading. The tragedy just kept coming when they were out there trying to chop down some wood for the fire. The head of the axe flew off and would never be seen again. <laughs> and yeah, so now they don't have they don't have an axe. <laughs> they don't, they just have a fucking stick now. He just has a stick. Well, I, I mean, imagine they're still out trying to smack the tree like chop, <laughs> chop. I mean, see if Stan would have stayed alive. Like, what kind of motion are you doing? <laughs> a motion that he's very accustomed to. Oh god. I mean, if uh, Stan would have stayed alive for a couple more days, he would have been like, he would have been there to make the decision that it probably costed them from screwing up all their lives. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and as they came upon the end of the sixth valley, they came upon a ridge. If they would have climbed it, they would have found a road that would have relatively easily brought them down the mountain to their destination in California. Yeah, if they would have done that, the journey would have taken them nine days at most, just a few more than what they estimated. And they would have gotten the help to the others, and that's people that stranded a whole lot easier before all the disaster. <coughs> but you know what they did? They didn't do that now. Well, they took the wrong path, <laughs> which made the journey, or the journey, last a full month. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
If it's there, just read it. I am <laughs> last a full month and a half from nine days to a full month and a half. Oh, a Stop taking up skirts of your anyway. Um, <laughs> keep going. So at I this did, point, I, I had the camera on. <laughs> so at this point, they didn't need to draw lots or kill anyone. Uh, William Eddy was one of the people that pointed out someone's just gonna die sooner or later, and the odds were for sooner. A young Mexic, me it's a, it's wow, a Mexican. Wow, my brain shut off. A young Mexican <laughs> herdsman. I keep calling it herdsman. What the <laughs> he's heck? A, he's a hard man. He's a hard man. Named Antonio <laughs> died while they were just sitting in in camp. No one knew he was dead until his hand went into the fire, and he made no attempt of bringing it out. I didn't even realize there was a missing G. Fuck off. But, um... <laughs> after he died, the tragedy just yeah, kept coming. Graves suggested that they get into a shelter <laughs> for the night. So they fashioned a tent using themselves as posts and the blankets that they had as a roof. Their only source of heat? Each other. Fucking penguins. Anyway. The next person to die was someone that you would have last expected to go. The badass Franklin Graves. One could say he had a grave fate. <laughs> um, as he laid there dying, he told his kids that they should eat him. Lest they suffer the same fate as him. I mean, Franklin Graves, he was the most hardiest man on that entire trip. He was the guy who's like, I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> he was just gonna, he's gonna be he was one of those guys who's like I'm gonna get us out of here I'm gonna help these guys keep moving and he succumbed to the cold because you know they all thought that they were dying of no food but it was mostly hypothermia yep, yep. as the blizzard progressed Patrick Dolan began to rant deliriously or deliriously I don't even know how to spell that word Stripped off his clothes and ran into the woods. What the fuck? Shortly afterwards, and died a few hours later. I mean, he's just he's just out there, butt naked, dancing a jig. And he's he's just losing his fucking mind. Okay, Mako, is it bad that I can imagine two people here doing it? Gal and maybe you. No, I am not that type of person who just go out there and just go ask stupid crazy. I'm just chill. <laughs> this guy on the hand, yeah, I probably will. <laughs> I join you. <laughs> yeah, you would. Out of all people, just eat myself into the forest. Okay, and, uh, Mr. Chin had. <laughs> if you saw Mako do it, I feel I feel like Paige would be like, "Fuck it, why not?" Probably. Um, a 13-year-old boy named. I'm don't know if you meant to say Emmanuel no, or is it Lemuel? His name is Lemuel. Oh. <laughs> what Lemuel an Lemuel Murphy. Ah, get it? Anyway. Shut up. Lemuel, Lemuel Murphy was out trying to find food while find wood. Find wood. Find wood <laughs> and managed to capture a mouse. Then he just popped it in his mouth and ate it alive. Fuckers. <laughs> Made his palate squeaky clean. <laughs> uh, but you see, the hunger clock had reset, 
Now that Lemuel, or Lemuel had ate, so he went insane, biting at the other's arms, screaming one thing. Give me my bones! Give me my bones! Like he was literally just grabbing their arms and going, Give me my bone! Give me my bone! <laughs> well, as fucking wow. dogs. The fuck? He later died that night <laughs> and they rolled him out into the snow. There were now three bodies out around the tent, and the hunger had become too much to bear. So that's when the cannibalism started. The oh juicy part of the story. Oh boy, here we go. Oh. Disclaimer, if you have food, probably don't eat now. <laughs> I would eat <laughs> <No>. more. <laughs> Bruh. Gal, gal, grab the sauce. <laughs> Negative, Chief. Uh-uh. Go. <laughs> They 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 probably need campfire sauce because it's both hot and anyway. Not long <laughs> after, possibly because Murphy was near death, some of the group began to eat flesh from Dolan's body. Dolan's a little not little kid. No, Dolan was the was the Irishman. <clears throat> oh yeah, I wonder if he tasted the potatoes. Um, Eddie and Salvador <laughs> and refused to eat. Oh, the next morning. <laughs> He tastes of he tastes of shamrock and Irish cream. You know the fucking cake meme. Everything. <laughs> it's all taters. It's all oh, because yeah. potatoes. And... <laughs> next morning, the group stripped the muscle and organs from the bodies of Antonio, Dolan, Graves, and Murphy. They dried them to store for the days ahead taking care to ensure nobody would have to eat his or her relative. After three days of rest, they set off again, searching for like the trail. that's what they're worried about. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you don't have to eat daddy, but you can eat your friend. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, no. Eddie eventually oh. succumbed to his hunger and ate the human flesh. <laughs> but then was soon... Um, but that was but that was soon gone. Then began taking apart their snowshoes to eat the ox hide webbing and discussed killing Lewis and Salvador for food. But before Eddie warned the two men and they quietly left. So they survived? Oh. Fuck. <laughs> and Jay Fostick died during the night. Leaving only seven members of the party, Eddie and Mary Graves left to hunt. But when they returned with deer meat, Fosdick's body had already been cut apart for food. <clears throat> After several more days, 20, uh, 25 of them, since no, they 20, are 25, yeah, 25 since days. they had left Drucky yeah. Lake, they came across Salvador and Lewis, who had not eaten for about nine days and were close to death. William Foster then shot the pair, believing their flesh was the rest of the was the rest of the group's last hope of avoiding intimate death from starvation. Not more, not more than a few days later, the group stumbled into a Native American settlement, looking for uh, looking so deteriorated that the camp's um, inhabitants. Initially, fleed like kids were screaming because these guys were looked like fucking walking zombies into this fucking place, and the Native Americans gave fucking... gave them what they had to eat. 
what was the goddamn thing? Um, the the one the one from Until Dawn. I uh, forgot they were called. What were they uh, called? Wendigo. Yes, that, yeah. yeah, actually, yeah, that's yeah, actually that's th where the story th came from. Yeah, that's that's yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's exactly what you just said last episode, right? Yeah, Wendigos are basically, if you were to break down into actual old history, Wendigos were derived from Native American stories of typically white men going up into the mountains and they would get lost. It would typically be miners and or hikers, and they would get lost inside the mountains and wind up having committing cannibalism and after committing cannibalism the soul of whoever they ate actually possesses them and they their bodies transform into what is the wendigo long arms long legs disfigured face super skinny and they were they're cursed to eternal hunger so they basically yeah. become these ravaged beasts. Why do I why do I feel like there are still wendigos out there in different mountains? Mm. I mean, it's possible, but we I have to save it. We have to save our whole Wendigo story for another time. <laughs> like when we're talking about slender I murder. Anyway, did. they were in what? this Native American tribe with the meat of the two Muhak <laughs> guys still in their sacks. I mean, could you imagine that? They're literally just laying in this camp. And. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, guys, your friends are sure tasty. <laughs> I mean, what? Bro. See, James Reed made it. I made it out of the Sierra Nevada to the Rancho Johnson in late October. He was safe uh, and recovering at Sutter's Fort, but each day he became more Hi. concerned for his family, for the fate of his family and friends. He pleaded with Colonel John C. Fremont to gather a team of men to cross the pass and help the company. In return, Reed promised to join Vermont's forces and fight in the Mexican-American War. And he was joined by <laughs> McChicken. <laughs> McChicken. That's, that's who you called call him last time, McCutcheon, yep. who, had, who had been unable to return with Stanton, as well as some members of the Harlan slash Young Party. The Harlan and Young Party, or Harlan and Young Wagon Train, had arrived at Sutter's Fort on October 8th, and the last to make it over the Sierra Nevadas that season. The party of roughly 30 horses and a dozen men carried food, supplies, and expected to find the Donner Party on the western side of the mountain, along the Bear River below, the steep approach to the immigrant gap. In the immigrant gap. Immigrant? Immigrant. 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 Let me just Welcome bring out my southern. Gap. <laughs> Below the immigrant gap. gap. Why is it? Ah! Below the gap. Yes, perhaps star <laughs> starving but alive. When they arrived in the river valley, they found only a pioneer couple. Migrants who had been separated from their company, who were near starvation. Two guys deserted Reed and McCutcheon with some of their horses, but they pressed on further up the valley to the Yuba Bottoms. Walking the last mile on foot, Reed and McCutcheon stood looking up Immigrant, immigrant Gap, only 12 miles, 19 kilometers, from the top, blocked by snow, 
possibly on the same day that the Breens attempt to lead one last effort to crest the past from the east. Despond... Um... Despondent? Despondent, yeah. Despondent, they turned back to Sutter's Ford. <sighs> so, hear me out. Guy makes dumb decision, gets a lot of people killed. He know he did. Mm-hmm. He kills a dude after he, you know, gets beat up on and his wife gets punched. But then gets banished from this group instead of being murdered. So he knows that he, he, he they might murder him when he goes back. He knows they're delirious. He knows he's murdered a lot of people on act like on accident. And now he has to join a war just to lead a search party. So he goes into the war, gets everyone, goes into a freaking search party back into the mountains that he almost got killed in. James, I'm sorry, the man's a chat. Read the, read the <laughs> chat, all right? He's he's insane. Little cuckoo, but he's a chad. Little cuckoo. So you want to start us off with uh, first relief? Suffer. Yes, the first relief. Um, much of the military in California were engaged in the Mexican-American War, and with them, the able-bodied men, for example, Colonel Fremont, Fremont, or Fremont. Colonel uh, Fremont. I always call him Colonel for some reason. Colonel Fremont. Personnel were occupied at the precise time in capturing Santa Barbara. Throughout the region, roads were blocked, communications compromised, and supplies unavailable. Only three men responded to the call for volunteers to rescue the Donner Party. Reed was laid over in Han- or San Jose until February, or February, if you want to be English, because of regional uprisings and general confusion. He spent that time speaking with other pioneers and acquaintances. Citation needed. Um, the, people the people of San, San Jose, Jose responded by creating a petition to appeal the U.S. Navy to assist the people at Truckee Lake. Two local newspapers reported that members of the Snowshoe Party had resorted to cannibalism, which helped, the, helped to foster sympathy for those who were still trapped. Residents of the Yerba Buana, many of them recent migrants, raised $1,300, that's $35,700 in today's money, and organized relief efforts to build two camps to supply a rescue party for the refugees. A rescue party, including William Eddy, started on February 4th from the Sacramento Valley. Rain in the swollen river forced several delays. Eddy stationed himself at Bear Valley. Where's my hand going? At Bear Valley. Where did I go? My brain's going bye-bye now. Where did I dig it? While the others made steady progress through the snow and storms to cross the pass to Truckee Lake, catching or caching, no, caching their food at stations along the way so they did not have to carry it all. It's just so much food. Three of the rescue party turned back, but seven forged on. On February 18th, the seven men rescued party scaled Fremont Pass, now Donner Pass, as they neared, the, where, neared where Eddie had told them the cabin and the cabins would be. They began to shout, and Miss Murphy appeared 
from a hole in the snow. I started to ask, are you men from California? Or did you come from heaven? What a fucking cheesy thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because California is heaven. I mean, you uh, fucking ain't. <laughs> You'll think it's heaven with we, the amount of drugs we they're get, passing. We, we get two seasons: summer and lesser summer. <laughs> I like summer. The relief party doled, uh, doled out of food in small portions, or doled out food in small portions, concerned that it might kill them if they uh, immense emaciated emaciated uh, migrants are over eight. Which, that actually has happened to one of the donors. Yep. All the cabins were buried in snow. Uh, um, sodden oxide roofs had begun to rot, and the smell was overpowering. Thirteen people at the camps were dead, and their bodies were loosely buried in the snow and in the cabin roofs. Some of the uh, migrants seemed emotionally unstable. Three of the rescue party... Uh, Checkled to the Donners, then brought back the four gaunt children and three adults. Leanna Donner had particularly dif uh, difficulty walking up the steep incline from Alder Creek to Truckee Lake. Later writing, Such pain and misery I endured that day is beyond deception. George Donner's arm. Description, my bad. George Donner's arm was so gangrenous, he could not move. <laughs> Twenty-three people. Word, yeah, I know. Twenty-three. <laughs> Twenty-three people were chosen to go with the rescue party, leaving twenty-one in the cabins at Trunky Lake, and twelve at Alder Creek. What the fuck? Why are you pain back up? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just imagining all this delicious meat. Um, the rescuers oh, concealed the fate of the snowshoe party, informing the rescued migrants only that they did not return because they were frostbitten. Patty and Tommy Reed were soon too weak to cross the snowdrifts, and no one was strong enough to carry them. Margaret Reed faced the agonizing predicament of accompanying her two older children to Bear Valley and watching her two frailists be taken back to Truckee Lake without a parent. She made rescuer Aquila, or a, I'm assuming it's actually Akia, but I'm, I'm, uh, Aquila uh, Glover swear on his honor as a mason. What kind of honors... Uh, Okay. <laughs> that he would. I swear trouble. on my stone crafting <laughs> that he would return for her children. Patty Reed told her, Well, mother, if you never see me again, do the best you can. Well, okay. Upon their return to the lake, the Breens. I saw fatly. I was like, What? The Breens flatly <laughs> refused them entry to their Fuck cabin, but. After Glover left more food, the children were grudgingly admitted. The rescue party was dismayed to find that their first cachet station had been broken into by animals. That's just called inconvenient timing. Mm -hmm. Leaving yeah. them without food for four days. After struggling on the walk over the pass, John Denton slipped into a coma and did. Ada, I read Cheeseburg, Ada Kessberg died soon afterwards. 
her mother was inconsolable, refusing to let the child's body go. After several days more travel through difficult country, the rescuers grew very concerned that the children would not survive. Some of them ate the buckskin fringe from one of the rescuers' pants. <laughs> Why can I just imagine no. a bunch of kids just going, om, yum, <laughs> and the shoelaces of another? Uh, to the relief party surprise, on their way down from the mountains, they met the next rescue party, which included James Reed, the Chad. Um, upon hearing his <laughs> voice, Margaret sank into the snow overwhelmed they ran into each other's arms and it was like oh my god where the fuck have you been <laughs> like and like um going back to the the Atticusburg, um somebody also noted that the child's spirit went to heaven her body to the wolves all right children we're brothers anyway don't make me turn this carriage back around. I'll give you back to the uh, people who's eating each other. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. After these rescued migrants made it safely into Bear Valley, William Hook, Jacob Donner's stepson, broke into food stores and fatally gorged himself. See, there's the thing where we said, like, uh, you know, mm. the others continued yeah. to Sutter's Fort, where Virginia Reed wrote, I really thought I had stepped in, stepped over into paradise. She was amused to note one of the young men asked her to marry him, although she was only 12 years old and recovering from starvation. But oh, she turned whoa. him down. <laughs> Around the time the first relief <laughs> party was being organized, <laughs> according to some historical reminiscences... Wow. Reminisce... And says, "Wow, why is why do they try and use big words? Worth smart and Wikipedia, manuscripts. Nearby California settler and patriarch George C. Yount or Yount. I want to call. Yount. I want to call him Yount. Yount. I love it. George C. Yount had a repeated dream in which he saw a struggling group of pioneers in deep snow and other striking details of their appearance and difficulties." It seems likely that Yunt had a, heard of the plight of the Donner Party, widely publicized by James Reed, the Chad, in San Francisco that winter. There are various accounts of Yunt's dream in Richard Henry Donna Jr.'s. Wow, that's a name. Yeah, it is. 1869, 24 <laughs> years later. Donna writes that Yunt's dream was responsible for at least part of the rescue of the Donner party. Donna refers to it as Yunt's celebration or celebrated dream thrice repeated. Nevertheless, Rev Horace Bushnell's. What are these names? Rev Reverend. Account from George Yunt himself around 1850 I want to keep saying it like that Yunt 1857 places the dream and rescue in the wrong year and the wrong place from the Donner party the April 1923 California Historical Society's biography of George Yunt uh, offers the recollections of Eliza or Eliza Donner age 3 at the time and Patty Reed then age 8 in support of the claim that Yunt had a miraculous dream. 
a sta as stated in the Historical Society article, the manuscript of Rev. Orange Clark, drafted between 1851 to 1855, based on conversations with Mr. Yunt, referred to as the Clark MS, merely alludes to the dream. It is well documented that Yunt made preparations for James Reed at his prior to Reed's arrival, and that he provided substantial support to the Second Relief Party, but later claims that Yunt's dream was instrumental in providing relief appear apocryphal. That was too much stupid information. That was that was I, was part, I don't I don't <laughs> think that information should have even been there. I don't know about why should we know about this guy's dream. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the relief of the Donner Party and the dream of a very hysterical man <laughs> named and every single thing through history. You've never done anything, it. okay? And you's not even a part of this. I'm, I'm whatever. <laughs> why you give him a boy? On March on March 1st, the Second Relief Party arrived at Truckee Lake. Shit. <laughs> on March 1st, the Second Relief Party of a... Uh, a ah, <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> on March 1st, the Second Relief Party arrived on at Truckee Lake. These rescuers included a veteran mountain men, most notably John Turner who accompanied the return of Reed and McChicken. 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 Reed was reunited with his daughter Patty and his weakened son Tommy. An, an inspection of the Breen cabin found his its occupants relatively well. But the Murphy cabin, <laughs> according to author George Stewart, passed the limits of description and almost of imagination. Leviah Murphy was nearly blind. The children were listless and had not been cleaned in days. Louis Kesselberg had moved into the cabin and could barely move due to an injured leg. You know what he did to his leg? He stepped on a sharp branch. It doesn't take much. You, you step on like a fucking sharp ass stick. I, I step on. Right you step there. on a thumbtack. Shit, we gotta cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> no one at Truckee Lake Dad died during the. Interim? Wow, I know my I. I don't know what's going on during the interim. <laughs> you wow, you you have you have my <laughs> Between the departure of the first and the arrival of the second relief party. Patrick Breen, which I kept reading Breed while you were going through that because of your joke. Patrick Breen <laughs> documented a disturbing visit in the last week of February, February from Miss Murphy, who said her family was considering eating Milt Elliot. Not me. Reed and McChicken found Elliot's mutilated body. The Alder Creek camp fared no better. The first two members of the relief party to reach it saw Trudeau carrying a human leg. Oh, <laughs> when no. they made their presence known, he threw it into a hole in the snow that contained the mostly dismembered body of Jacob Donner. They're just eating our buddy. Inside mm -hmm. the tent, Elizabeth Donner refused to eat, although her children were being nourished by their father's organs. <laughs> Tasty. 
I guess you could say they stomached it. Anyway, uh, the rescuers discovered three other bodies had already been consumed in the other tent. Tamsin Donner was well, but George was very ill because the infection had reached his shoulder. The second relief evacuated 17 migrants from Truckee Lake, only three of whom were adults. Both the Breen and the Graves families prepared to go. Only five people remained at Truckee Lake. Kesselberg, Miss Murphy, and her son Simon, and the young Eddie and foster children. Tamsin Donner, uh, Tamsin Donner elected to stay with her ailing husband. After Reed informed her that the third relief party would arrive soon, Miss Donner kept her daughter Eliza, George, and Francis with her. The walk back to Barrow Valley was very slow. At one point, Re- wait, yeah, whatever. At one point, Reed sent two men ahead uh, ahead to retrieve the first cache of food. Expecting the third relief, a small party led by Asylum E. Woodworth to come at any moment. A violent blizzard arose after they scaled the pass. Five-year-old Isaac Donner froze to death, and Reed nearly died. Or, yeah, and Reed, Reed, ne- Reed nearly died. Mary Donner's feet were badly burned because they were so frostbitten that she didn't realize that she was stepping stepping into a fire. Sleeping with them. Sleeping with them in a fire. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's I thought even it said <laughs> When the storm passed, the Breens and the Graves family were too apathetic. I read pathetic. Apathetic. And exhausted to get up and move. Not having eaten for days, the relief party had no choice but to leave without them. The sites where the Breens and Graves had been left became known as Starved Camp. Margaret Breen reportedly... Reportedly took the initiative to try to keep the members of the camp alive after the others departed down the mountain soon after. Soon, however, Elizabeth Graves and her son Franklin perished before the next rescue party could reach them. And the party resorted to eating flesh from the dead bodies in order to survive. Wasn't George like five? Yes. I mean, the Graves family really, really got, you know. There's they, one family that's literally just eating everybody. Yeah. They have three bodies outside their tent. They're now eating two more people. They're just like, you know what? You look tasty. Today's your day. But the, it's not even the Graves family. The Graves family <laughs> got, like, got the worst of them all. Yes, it's called the Donner Party. And yes, all, most of the Donners, it, like most of the Donner's children did survive. But like. A lot of the Graves family, like 90% of the Graves family all died. It should have been called the Graves Party. Because, you know, Franklin is the whole reason why the Forlorn Hope started. And I like, even though it, that did lead to, uh, you know, more things. But, like, you know. Um... Also, on the right, you can see all the members that were rescued by the reliefs. And both the people that died were five. Oh. Wow. Um, and then... Rustic, don't fall asleep. Get the fuck up. Good morning, <laughs> kid. It's time for you to be eaten. Anyway, 
Three members of the relief party stayed to help those <laughs> remaining at the camps. Charles Stone at Truckee Lake, Charles Caddy, and Nicholas Clark at Alder Creek. I said Cleek. While Clark was out oh. hunting, Stone traveled to Alder Creek and made plans with Caddy to return to California. According to Stewart, Tams and Donna arranged for them to take their daughters, Eliza, Georgia, and Francis with them, perhaps for $500 cash. Stone and Caddy took the three gifts to Truckee girls. Lake, but left them... Huh? You said three gifts? It took the oh. three girls. Girls to Truckee Lake, but left them at the cabin with Keysburg... Cheeseburg... I'm calling him Cheeseburg now. <laughs> we got Cheeseburg and Michigan. <laughs> and Levina Murphy when they started to bear, for Bear Valley. Well, it's because we're talking about delicious food. I mean, people. Caddy recalled later that after two days on the trail, they noted and passed a starved camp. But they did not stop to help to help in any way. They overtook Reed and the others within days. Several days later at the Alder Creek Camp, Clark and Trudeau, 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 I think it's Trudeau, because I think EA, anyway, uh, agreed to leave for California together when they reached Truckee Lake and discovered the Donner girls still there. They returned to Alder Creek to inform Tams and Donner. William Foster and William Eddy, survivors of the Snowshoe Party, started from Bear Valley to intercept the uh, intercept Reed taking with them a man named John Stark. After a day, they met Reed helping his children struggle on toward Bear Valley, all frostbitten and bleeding but alive, desperate to rescue their own children. Foster and Eddie persuaded the four men with pleading, for mon and, pleading and money to go to Truckee Lake with them. During their journey, they found the 11 survivors at Starved Camp. Huddled around the fire... And that had sunk into a pit because of the snow. Wake up, you singer. I'm he was falling asleep. listening, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I was poking your face for like 30 minutes. Okay. Wake up. I don't even know where the fuck I am because I look over in my camera and I just see all kinds of shit happening in this corner. <laughs> We're trying to wake up Rusty. <laughs> I'm good. Like, I'm sleepy. Fuck you. <laughs> but two of the rescuers, hoping to save some of the survivors, each took a child and headed back to Bear Valley. John Stark refused to leave the others. He picked up two children and all and all the provisions and assisted the remaining Breens and Graves to safety. Sometimes advancing the children down the trail, peace trail piecemeal putting them down, and then going back to carry the other dilapidated children. I thought you were going to say piece by piece. <laughs> Could you? Okay, I mean, listen, what these the kids have also been eating their own father and that. Could you imagine children as they already are? Terrifying. I'm just going to kick them in the head as they, they have the taste for human flesh. <laughs> oh, my God. Bruh. Gal, I think you're hungry because we're explaining all of these juicy details. No. But now we come up to the I last heard, relief. I heard somebody say cheeseburger. I was going to say cheeseburger. I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't like What the fuck? Okay, third relief. 
Foster and Eddie finally arrived at Truckee Lake on March 14th, where they found their children deed. Cheeseburger told Eddie that he had eaten the remains of Eddie's son. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, a little, little, little. Cheeseburger makes it even worse. <laughs> cheeseburger <laughs> ate Eddie's son. I mean, and then told Eddie he ate his son. I mean, listen, listen. Apparently, some of the kids were fine, but like Kesseberg took the little one-year-old into his uh, cabin, and then the next morning, the child was dead. So you know, then Kesseberg ate it. On today's news, a child has been murdered by the own father of itself. No, I don't know. It wasn't Human the father. Human veal? Anyway. Um, <laughs> the remains of Eddie's son. Eddie swore to murder Cheeseburg if they ever Kesselberg. met in California. I'm calling him Cheeseburg! <laughs> Kesselberg if they ever met in California. George Donner and one of George, or not George, Jacob Donner's, the man that they ate, children were still alive at Alder Creek. Tamsin Donner had just arrived at the Murphy cabin to see or to see to her daughters. She could have walked out alone, but chose to return to her husband, even though she was informed that no one, no other relief party was likely to be coming soon. Foster and Eddie and the rest of the third relief left with the Donner girls, young Simon Murphy, Tredo and Clark. Levina Murphy was too weak to leave and Cheeseburg refused. Two more relief parties were mustered to evacuate any adults who might still be alive. Both turned back before getting into Bear Valley, and no further attempts were made. On April 10th, almost a month since the third relief had left Truckee Lake, the, Al the Alcade near Sutter's Fort organized a salvage party to recover what they could of the Donner's belongings. These would be sold and with part of the proceeds used to support the orphaned Donner children. The salvage party found the Alder Creek tents empty except for the body of George Donner, who had died only days earlier. His head was split open, and the innards of his head was boiling in a, in a, kettle, near, in a kettle nearby. This was the work of Cheeseburger. <laughs> cheeseburger! Damn you, Cheeseburger! It was Kesseberg. Damn Kesse you, Cheeseburger! Kesseberg um, said he put a blanket around her and told her. Uh, well, Tamsin Donner had arrived at his cabin on her way over the pass, soaked and visibly wet. Kesselberg said he put a blanket around her and told her to start out in the morning, but she died during the night. Well, you didn't cover up well. Yep. Why does Kesselberg sound like the mix between a quesadilla and a cheeseburger? <laughs> You're not wrong, actually. Kesselberg's just one evil son of a bitch, okay? <laughs> yeah, he's stealing money, stayed behind to eat people, ate a one-year-old... Ate their father. Had no repercussions after he made it through, though. So well, he did guy. it for survival, right? Mm-hmm. Because he did yeah. it for survival. And the cheeseburger of survival. And you know what? It's rumored that he did go to California 
and he started a restaurant in California. I, I mean, he, he had to learn how to cook. I hope that restaurant's shut down. But more or less, out of the 87 people who entered the Wasatch Mountains, 48 members survived. Only the Reed and the Bream families remained intact. The children of Jacob Donner, George Donner, and Franklin Graves were orphaned. William Eddy was alone. Most of the Murphy family had died. Only three mules reached California. The remaining animals perished. Most of the Donner Party members' possessions were discarded. A few of the widowed women remarried within months. Brides were scarce in California. The Reeds settled in, ha- in San Jose, and two of the Donner children lived with them. Reed far- fared well to California. Uh, fared, w- uh, f- fared well in the California gold rush and became prosperous. I'm For- telling you, he's a Chad. He what is. F- he's crazy. <laughs> Virginia wrote on an executive letter to her cousin in Illinois about our troubles and getting. Shut up. Getting to California. Oh, I read executive. I was like, what? With editorial oversight from her father, um, journalist Edwin Bright uh, carried it. carried it back in June, June of eighteen forty-seven, and it was printed in the, the fuck, entirety in the Illinois Journal Honestly. on December six, December sixteenth of eighteen forty-seven, with some editorial altercations or alterations, and uh, basically. The rest is history. Like, there is uh, more or less... Um, there was a few other stories of... Uh, not just the cannibalism part, but, like, the there was a few other stories of where at one time they hunted a fucking grizzly bear at Truckee Lake. Like, I do... Like, I've, I've been reading on and off. Like I said, like I said when we started to begin this, I have had a little bit of a script wrote out, and this was all the stuff that I could gather from so far of my reading of this book in Different Stars Above. And there's a lot more great stories. So if you like a good read, I, def- I definitely do uh, say to get uh, go get some in Different Stars Above. But I believe that's going to carry our tale to the end. Uh, that's it. One more thing, oh, the just party. because this part is freaking badass. Okay, what you got? Terrifying. The Graves children lived varied lives. Mary Graves married early, but her first husband was murdered. Oh, yeah. She cooked his killer's food while he was in prison to ensure the condemned man could not starve before he was hung. Yes. Hog. Uh... One of the Mary's grandchildren noted that she was very serious. <laughs> Graves once once said, I wish I could cry, but I cannot. If I could forget the tragedy, perhaps I would know how to cry again. She couldn't cry. How I- terrifying. She's just straight-faced force-feeding this killer food so that she can watch him be hung. It's like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's chew on a bitch. I feel like okay, chew it. I feel like I chew do something it. similar. Now think one of the I think one of the uh, the Donner's children's one of their wives or one of their husbands uh, was also uh, hanged because he was a mule thief. So, hey. so the tragedy just kept following these guys even Wait. after the whole party. 
So he's a mule thief. So does that mean he's a jackass? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I do believe that's going to be where we call it today, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you guys for listening in on this harrowing tale of meatiness. <laughs> Very juicy. Honestly, the script actually helped out for there at the beginning. I mean, other than reading it straight off of uh, Wikipedia, I really like how we. I'm gonna have to start doing that for episodes when I can. Hmm? Yeah, just do it for story episodes. For story episodes, okay. exactly. It helps t- tell the story a whole lot better. I, putting it into smaller terms, even though I can't fucking sp- spell where the damn when I'm typing fast. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I, Are you already I, saying I, see ya? If I see uh, yeah. spelling mistakes, Mako. I'm going to say them because the read them verbatim. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, like reading this really serious tale, and then all of a sudden it's like tragedy. (laughs) Tragedy. (laughs) 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 But ladies and beans, thank you guys so much for listening in and watching in here today. I hope you guys uh, hope you guys did enjoy our little story of the Donner Party. And uh, next week we're going to be uh, cleansing our palates. With uh, some uh, some stories that Gal's been wanting to do here as of late. But until, <laughs> until we see each other next time, ladies and gents. Remember to always hell yourselves. See you next time. Good night. Sleep well and sweet dreams, my friends. <laughs> and until What's next the score time. for the scares? Like, is it like four to four to eight. Four to eight. But either way, um, oh yeah, remember to go follow our shit all in the thing below. <laughs> Twitch.tv. You know, Rustic. Uh, yeah, no, I, I have TV Twitch.tv. Me, Shreddy, and Nero. Even though they're not even here, but you know, you can go do all that. But this one has a TikTok. Yeah, I have a TikTok. Trying, trying to do something on that. The dark humor is funny. Um, you can. I find it. You can funny. turn that fucking thing into a TikTok. What? What thing into a TikTok? Uh, Tragedy. You scaring me? Tragedy. Oh my God, yeah. Tragedy. Fucking <laughs> rabbit hole be uh, behind the scenes. Fucking Mako scares Rusty. Yeah, we just. Gal <laughs> <laughs> yeeted before we could do anything else. But bye bye. Hashtag how to end a podcast. Bye. Just eat. <laughs>